Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful Islam is an introduction to Islam and its principles by Pete Sida edited by www.islamhouse.com page 37 The Prophet Muhammad may the blessing and peace be upon him and his sunnah Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, was born in the year 570 CE from the honorable lineage of the two great prophets of God, Abraham, peace be upon him, and his firstborn son, Ishmael, peace be upon him. Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, grew up with the title of the trustworthy. At the age of 40, Muhammad was chosen by Allah to be his last prophet and messenger. The Sunnah refers to the sayings, actions, and tacit approvals of the Prophet Muhammad. May the blessings and peace be upon him. The reports and narrations about the Sunnah are known as Hadith and are collected in well-known books. Like the Quran, the Sunnah is inspired by revelation from God, from Allah, through the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Unlike the Quran, it is not the direct, literal word of God. The teachings came from Allah, divine revelation, and the words were from the Prophet Muhammad. May the blessings and peace be upon him, an example for all humanity. <coughs> the Sunnah was also meticulously preserved. It is obligatory for Muslims to follow the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad. In the Quran, Allah orders the believers to obey the Messenger. Uh, his representative God says obey God and obey the messenger Quran chapter 4 verse 59 the purpose of life is to serve and obey God or Allah this is achieved through following the teachings and the practices of the Prophet peace be upon him God says in the meaning of which you have indeed in the messenger of Allah a beautiful pattern of conduct for anyone whose hope is in Allah and the final day and who engages much in the praise of Allah. Quran chapter 33 verse 21 The Prophet, peace be upon him, showed Muslims how to perform all aspects of worship and obedience. He died at the age of 63 in the year 632 CE and was buried at his home in the city of Medina, Yathrib. He always greeted and parted from his companions with salutations and invocations of peace, which is recommended for all Muslims. Within, within, a, century, within a century, Islam spanned three continents from China, <coughs> from China across Asia, throughout Africa and into Spain in Europe and into Spain and Portugal in Europe. <coughs> the dangers of innovations in Islam. Allah ordered Muslims not to divide themselves into sects. Innovations and divisions in matters of religion and worship within Islam are considered to be contamination, error, and deviation. Earlier, heinous deviations from monotheism Earlier heinous deviations from monotheism, such as worshipping creation, resulted in, resulted in contamination and condemnation by Allah. Sorry. 
Earlier heinous deviations from monotheism such as worshipping creation resulted in condemnation by Allah. However, innovations in other matters such as science and technology to improve life are greatly encouraged by Allah. Allah the most compassionate has told us through his last prophet Muhammad peace be upon him when Muhammad peace be upon him was nearing the end of his life that he had completed the religion of Islam. <clears throat> so Allah had told us that he had completed the religion had told his prophet that he had completed the religion of Islam through the verses of the Holy Quran. Muslims must recognize that any change in matters of worship is strictly forbidden. No change introduced by humankind who is constantly under the influence of Satan could ever add anything positive and would only contribute to the degradation and would only and would only contribute to the degradation of the completed and perfected religion established by Allah. All innovations and in matters of religion lead to straying and all straying leads to hellfire. People must not allow any deviation, addition or deletion, even as small as one degree in matters of worship. Islam teaches that for an act of worship to be accepted by God, it must fulfill two conditions. The intention must be first and foremost to please Allah, and the act must be done according to the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad. May the blessings and peace be upon him. <coughs> If any changes are allowed, those deviations will be compounded by future generations and the result will be another man-made religion, not the Islam as it was perfected by God, the truth. To build a faith using a shopping cart approach, a shopping cart approach or the blind following of any religious leader is inadmissible, unallowed. The changing of God's laws or Allah's laws is forbidden in Islam. Allah condemns religious leaders who alter divine principles. One who attempts to make changes places him or herself on the same level with Allah, committing polytheism. An example of this would be to make the killing of innocents lawful. The laws of Allah are perfect and do not need to be modernized by anyone. Allah allows us the freedom to obey or disobey him by choosing to follow his faith or to follow our own desires. However, he forbids us to change his religious principles. It is interesting to note that the crescent moon is not representative of the religion of Islam as the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon never used or mentioned it. It was a pagan symbol and an innovation brought about by later generations as a political symbol. Sadly, it is commonly adopted and mistaken as an Islamic symbol. <coughs> the story of Adam and Eve. The story of Adam and Eve. The story of Adam and Eve is told in the Quran, although it is similar in many ways to what is found in the surviving remnants of the previous scriptures some important principles differ Allah announced to the angels that he was placing a new species on earth Allah created Adam peace be upon him fashioning him from clay 
He breathed the soul into Adam, peace be upon him, taught him the names of all things and created from the same soul his wife Eve. Allah allowed them to dwell in paradise with a free will. Allah said to the angels, Bow down to Adam. They did so in a form of respect, not worship. Satan was present among the angels. Satan, who was a spirit or jinn, was present among the angels. He was not of them. He was, as I mentioned, of the jinn, a race of beings possessing free will that God created before Adam, peace be upon him, from a smokeless flame of fire. The jinn were created before Adam. They have free will. Disobedient jinns are demons. They live here with us in some manner by which they can see us, but we cannot see them unless they choose to make themselves appear. Sorcery, which is forbidden in Islam, is also performed through them. Let me continue the story. He breathed into he breathed the soul. He breathed the soul into Adam, peace be upon him, taught him the names of all things and created from the same soul his wife Eve. God allowed them to dwell in paradise with free will. God said to the angels, Bow down to Adam. They did so in a form of respect, not worship. Satan was present among the angels, though he was not one of them. He was of the jinn, a race of beings possessing free will that God that Allah created before Adam peace be upon him from a smokeless flame of fire when Allah when Allah ordered the angels and those in their company to bow down to Adam or prostrate to Adam peace be upon him they all did so except Satan who refused out of pride and arrogance claiming to be better than Adam peace be upon him because he was created from fire because he Satan was created from fire whereas Adam peace be upon him, was created from clay. Indeed, Satan was the first racist. Satan fell from God's grace. God, or Allah the Reconer, condemned him for his disobedience, but Satan the accursed asked God to give him respite until the day of judgment, resurrection, so he could make Adam, peace be upon him, and his descendants unworthy. Satan said, Verily I will mislead them, and surely I will arouse in them vain desires. Allah granted him this respite as a trial for humanity. Allah knows what Satan knows not. It is important to note that there is no way Satan could ever war with God, with Allah, because just like everything else, he is Allah's creation. Satan exists only by Allah's will. He is completely under Allah's power. If Allah did not want Satan or his helpers to exist, they would not be able to remain in existence for even a moment. Islam does not give Satan any share of Allah's divinity. It does not attribute to him any God-like or divine qualities. Islam rejects the notion that Satan went to war with Allah and took a third of the host of heaven with him. Satan is an avowed enemy of humanity, but he is merely a creature absolutely dependent upon Allah for his existence, for his very existence. Though prideful, accursed, and fallen from the grace of Allah, Satan serves a purpose. Allah wanted humans to have free choice between right and wrong. 
He granted human beings an innate ability to recognize the Creator and turn to Him. The human being is considered to be originally good by nature, born pure in the state of Islam, submission, Satan and his host order evil and oppose good, seeking to misguide humanity, his avowed enemy into evil and idolatry away from monotheism, righteousness and the path of Allah. Allah the All-Wise invites Muslims to enjoin good and forbid evil because we exercise free will by resisting the temptation of Satan, humans can attain a great level of honor. The following is a summary of the trial of Adam and Eve in paradise. They enjoyed perfect freedom and happiness in paradise. Allah told them to eat of the fruits of the garden with pleasure and delight as they pleased. He forbade them from approaching one tree and warned them that if they did, they would both be of the wrongdoers. Satan came and deceived them, saying that Allah only forbade them from eating of that tree because it would make them immortal or they would become like the angels. They were thus deceived by Satan and ate of the tree. Adam and Eve felt shame. Adam and Eve felt shame. They turned to God in sincere repentance and Allah the God and God Allah the all forgiving, the most gracious, the most merciful forgave them. Islam clearly rejects the concept of original sin or the notion that all humans are born sinners because of the actions of Adam. No human shall ever bear the burden of another, for God is the just. Every human being is responsible for his or her actions and is born as a Muslim, pure and free from sin. It is important to note that Islam does not place the blame on Eve. Both Adam and Eve had a free will. Both of them ate of the tree. Their sin and disobedience was a joint venture. Islam rejects the idea that women are wicked, uh, temptresses, temptresses, or cursed with the per with the burden of menstruation and pain of childbirth due to the sin of Eve. Islam rejects the idea that women are wicked, temptresses, or cursed with the burden of menstruation and pain of childbirth due to the sin of Eve. Allah removed Adam and Eve from paradise and made them to dwell on earth. Allah had earlier said to the angels that he <coughs> was placing a new being on earth. Earth is where Allah, from the time of creation, in his timeless knowledge, wanted us to be. Jesus, Isa, peace be upon him. Jesus, peace be upon him, or Isa, his right name, was a prophet and messenger of Allah. He called to the oneness of Allah. God, he never claimed divinity for himself, nor did he ever ask to be worshipped. He was born of a virgin. He was born of a virgin. This was one of the many miracles regarding Jesus, Isa, peace be upon him, given by Allah. Jesus, peace be upon him, was born without a father. Allah says in the Quran, truly the likeness of Jesus with Allah is as the likeness of Adam. He created him of dust and then said to him, be, and he was. Quran chapter 3 verse 59. Allah created Jesus, peace be upon him, as he created everything else in existence. Jesus, peace be upon him, Adam and Eve were all uniquely created. Jesus, peace be upon him, was created without a father. Adam and Eve were created without a father or a mother. The rest of us were all created with a mother and a father. 
to believe that Jesus, peace be upon him, is the begotten son of God, or that God has any relatives such as a father, mother, son, or daughter, gives the attribute of procreation to the creator. It was, footnote here, it was in the ancient city of Nicaea. It was in the ancient city of Nicaea, which was located in the modern-day Turkey, approximately 700 miles or 1,100 kilometers in NW of Jerusalem, uh, in NW of Jerusalem, near the eastern Roman capital, that the first council of Nicaea convened 325 years after the birth of Jesus, peace be upon him. It was at this council that Jesus, peace be upon him, was declared by the majority of the council members to be divine rather than God's prophet and messenger. The concept of the Trinity was established by declaring that Jesus, peace be upon him, was the same as an equal to God. Was the same and was the same as and equal to God. This is in direct opposition to the Abrahamic principles of monotheism, which Jesus, peace be upon him, himself called people to and affirmed. Muslims believe this is to be polytheism and it is absolutely forbidden in Islam. Again, let me repeat that. To believe that Jesus, peace be upon him, is the begotten Son of God, or that God has any relative such as a father, mother, son, or daughter, gives the attributes of procreation to the Creator. Muslims believe this is to be polytheism, and it is absolutely forbidden in Islam. Likewise, giving attributes of the Creator to his creation is a great sin, which in Islam is clearly in opposition to monotheism. This belief is in contradiction to the teachings of all the prophets and messengers of Allah. Allah is beyond any created or human attributes. Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, is the Messiah, the Christ, the Word of God, the Anointed One sent by the Most Merciful Allah as a prophet and messenger. Allah also informs us that Jesus, Isa, peace be upon him, the son of Maryam, Mary, Maryam, is not dead and that he raised Jesus up to him. Muslims believe that the return of Jesus Isa will be a sign of the last day. When Jesus, peace be upon him, returns, he will not come in the capacity of a prophet and messenger to bring new revelations. Rather, he will be the commander of the faithful and will destroy the Antichrist who will have brought to the earth enormous trials and evils. Jesus Isa, peace be upon him, will follow the final manifestation of the law that was revealed to Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him. Footnote. Even though Christians and Jews may violate some of the monotheistic tenets of their original Abraham, Abrahamic faith, Islam refers to them as the people of the book. They are referred to in this way because they have received revelation, laws and scriptures from God and do recognize some of his prophets. Sin and Repentance Sin is willfully and knowingly disobeying Allah. The greatest of all sins is polytheism, though any intentional violation of the commandments of God or Allah is a sinful act. Allah, the preventer, has prohibited a number of things that are harmful to the individual or to society. Murder, assault, theft, fraud, usury, footnote 21, fornication, adultery, for, uh, sorcery, footnote 12, consumption of alcohol, eating pork, and the use of 
illicit drugs are all examples of sinful acts. Islam rejects the doctrine of original sin. No soul shall bear the burden of another, as this would be a great injustice, because God, Allah, the most merciful, is the just. Each of us is accountable before Allah, the all-seeing, for our own deeds. However, if one person encourages another to commit a sin, both are punishable. One of them deserves punishment for actually committing the sin, the other deserves punishment for encouraging it. When a person commits a sin, he or she is deserving of God's punishment. Fortunately, Allah is the most compassionate and the oft forgiving. Allah acts out of infinite knowledge and justice. Muslims do not believe that Isa or Jesus, peace be upon him, the son of Mary, Maryam, had to die for the sins of mankind. Had to die for the sins of mankind. Allah, the most compassionate, forgives. Allah, the most compassionate, forgives whomsoever he chooses. Allah, the most compassionate, forgives whomsoever he chooses. To believe that it was necessary for Jesus, peace be upon him, to suffer and die in order to have our sins forgiven denies God's infinite power and justice. God, Allah, is unlimited in his mercy. Allah, the answerer, promises us that he will forgive us if we turn to him in sincere repentance. Repentance is a serious matter. It is the way a person can attain salvation by the mercy of Allah. Repentance cannot be taken lightly. Sincere repentance has the following conditions. 1. The person must recognize and acknowledge that he or she has committed a sin and must truly regret having uh, done so. And must truly regret having done so. 2. The person must humbly turn to Allah for forgiveness. 3. The person must have a sincere resolve not to commit the sin again. 4. If the sin caused harm to someone else, the person must make every possible attempt to remedy the, uh, the harm. This does not mean that if the person returns to the same sin in the future, his or her former repentance is annulled. What is needed is a serious commitment in the heart not to sin again. Because we do not know what the future holds, the door to repentance is always open. Allah, the oft-pardoning, is pleased when the children of Adam turn to him for his abundant forgiveness. Repentance is a form of worship. No one can forgive sins except Allah. It is forbidden for a Muslim to seek divine forgiveness for sin through or by turning to anyone else, as Muslims believe this would be considered polytheism. <coughs> Organizational structure of Islam Islam places great emphasis on individuals' relationship with Allah. The framework for this relationship follows the guidelines set by or set out by the Quran and Sunnah. This relationship in turn defines a Muslim's relations with everyone, which brings about justice, organization, and social harmony. The Quran say, the Quran <coughs> says in the meaning of which, Verily the most honorable of you, Allah, are the most pious among you. Are the most pious among you. Quran 49.13 The wise, the pious, the knowledgeable in Islam, and the true in practice are Islam's natural leaders. Islam is not uh, specific as to who can become a scholar. Anyone with enough intelligence, study, and determination can strive to become a scholar, but not everyone will have the time and resources to do so. 
All people should strive to learn as much as possible while recognizing that Allah is the one <coughs> is the one the bestower of knowledge and understanding. The scholar plays a critical role in Muslim society. He or she devotes years to the study of Islam. Scholars cannot forgive sins, bless people, or change the law of Allah. They impart the information they have acquired by reference to the Quran and Sunnah. By the nobility of their character, they inspire others to be better. Some have used the word cleric. Some have used the word cleric to describe a Muslim scholar. This is a misnomer. There is no formal clergy, no ordaining body, and no hierarchy. The relationship between the individual and God or Allah is a direct one. No one besides God can declare what is lawful and what is sinful. No created being can bless another. Each individual is directly accountable to his or her Lord and Creator. One visiting a mosque may see a person leading the congregational prayers. Whenever Muslims pray together, they must select one individual to stand in front and lead the others in prayer so that all might pray in unity and harmony. It is best to select a person who has the most knowledge of the Quran and Islam. This person is called an Imam, which literally means the one who is leading. At midday on a Fridays, there is a special congregational prayer. Uh, all Muslims, all Muslim men are required to attend. It is voluntary for women. This weekly prayer is preceded by a short uh, uh, speech or sermon. The one who gives this sermon should be the best available in terms of his deep understanding of Islamic principles. Islamic law. Islamic law is derived from the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad. May the blessings and peace be upon him. Uh, like the Quran, the Sunnah is an inspired revelation from uh, an inspired revelation from Allah. Islamic law covers all aspects of life. It deals with how to worship God, Allah, and how to deal with others. Allah commands the believers to do certain things and bans them from doing others. Allah alone. The all-knowing, the just, has the right to make some things lawful and other things sinful and forbidden. An Islamic society can legislate any laws for the improvement of life, etc. Uh, for the improvement of life, e.g. traffic laws, as long as they are not in contradictions of Islamic law. Allah the guide. Allah the guide encourages some things without commanding them and discourages some behaviors without prohibiting them outright. All of these injunctions taken together form the law of Islam. When we add the fact that there are issues that Islamic law considers uh, simply permissible, this results in five basic rulings under which every human action can be classified. 1. Obligatory. 2. Encouraged. 3. Permitted. 4. Discouraged. 5. Forbidden. So you have obligatory, encouraged, permitted, discouraged, Forbidden. Islamic law is of divine origin. The reason we obey these laws is because Allah commands us to do so. We are encouraged to understand the wisdom behind the law, yet we are expected to obey even when we do not fully understand the reasons why. Understanding is an added gift. 
For example, eating pork is forbidden because Allah made it so. We refrain from eating it for that reason, and not because we also happen to know scientifically that it contains unique diseases and is the least healthy meat. Even if scientists were able to gen genetically, <coughs> even if scientists were able to genetically breed pigs to be disease-free, and most nutritious and most nutritious food, and most nutritious food, it would still be forbidden to eat pork. Repeat, let me repeat that again. Even if scientists were able to genetically breed pigs to be disease-free and most nutritious food, it would still be forbidden to eat pork. However, someone may eat pork to save his or her life if there are no other options left and there would be no sin in doing so. The sources of Islamic law are the Quran and Sunnah. Allah considers it polytheism to allow a religious leader to change God's command by making lawful what God has made forbidden or by making forbidden what God has made lawful. <coughs> Charging any amount of interest on a loan or usury was originally forbidden in Judaism. Charging any amount of interest on a loan or usury was originally forbidden in Judaism, Christianity and Islam. However, Christians in Europe from the time of the Middle Ages gradually changed this prohibition. Today, even Islamic countries have allowed this gross violation of God's law, unfortunately. And this is, of course, because of their non-adherence to Islam in most of the time. And they are following off practices that are alien to Islam. The sources of Islamic law are the Quran and the Sunnah. God considers it polytheism to allow a religious leader to change God's command by making lawful what God has made forbidden or by making forbidden what God has made lawful. In this word, God alone determines what is good and what is sinful. In the hereafter, God alone or Allah alone has the power and wisdom to reward those who do good and punish those who do evil. The Islamic Dress Code Islam promotes modesty and seeks to minimize vice uh, to minimize vice and immorality in society. One of the ways it does so is by requiring modest dress. Modest dress. Islam sets the standards of decency for both men and women. In most Western countries, there are laws defining what is decent. This usually amounts to the male having to cover his genitals and the female having to cover her genitals and her breast. If this minimum requirement is not met, the most a person can be charged with is indecent exposure. The reason cited for the difference in required clothing between men and women in this matter is the difference in their anatomies. Islam prescribes a more conservative minimum dress code for both men and women. In Islam, both men and women are expected to dress simply, modestly, and with dignity. A man must always be covered in loose, unrevealing clothing from his navel to his knee. This is the absolute minimum covering required. He must never, for example, go out in public wearing a short bathing suit. When leaving the home, a Muslim woman must at least cover her hair and body in loose and unrevealing clothing, obscuring the details of her body from the public. Some also choose to cover their face and hands. The wisdom behind this dress code is to minimize sexual enticement 
and degradation in society as much as possible for both men and women. Obeying this dress code is a form of obedience to Allah. Islam forbids any sex appeal and physical allurement outside of marriage. In contrast, Islam encourages sex appeal and physical attraction for both men and women within the privacy between married couples. Some Western observers have assumed that the head covering of a woman is meant to show her inferiority to men. This could not be further from the truth. In Islam, a woman who dresses this way commands respect, and through her modesty she rejects sexual servitude. The message that the woman gives when she wears Islamic dress in society is respect me for who I am. I am not a sex object. Islam teaches that the consequences of immodesty fall not only on the individual but also upon the society that permits women and men to mingle freely, display themselves and compete or allure one another through sexual attraction. These consequences are significant and cannot be ignored. To make women into sex Objects for the pleasure of men is not liberation. In fact, it is a dehumanizing form of oppression rejected by Islam. The liberation of the Muslim woman is that she is recognized by the content of her character rather than by the display of her physical attributes. From the Islamic point of view, liberated Western women who must often worry about their looks, figure, and youth for the pleasure of others are trapped in a form of slavery. Women in Islam <coughs> women and men are equal before God, before Allah. Both are accountable before before Allah. Women and men are equal before Allah. Both are accountable before Allah. They equally receive the reward in the hereafter for their faith and good deeds. Marriage is strongly encouraged and is both a legal agreement and a sacred bond. Islam sees every woman, married or unmarried, as an individual in her own right. She has the same right to own property, earn wealth, and spend it as man has. Her wealth does not become the property of her husband after marriage or divorce. A woman has the right to choose whom she marries, and when, <coughs> and when, married, and when married, does not change her last name out of respect for her lineage. A woman can seek divorce if her marriage does not work out. Economically, each man and woman is an independent legal entity. Men and women have the right to own their individual property, engage in business, and inherit from others. Both have the equal right to receive an education and to enter into gainful employment as long as Islamic principles are not violated. Seeking knowledge is the obligation of every Muslim, male or female. The type of knowledge that is most emphasized is religious, is, uh, religious uh, or Islamic knowledge. It is also required within a society to have, a prof uh, to have professionals of both genders available for the benefit of the public. For example, society requires doctors, teachers, counselors, social workers, and many other important vocations. When there is a shortage of qualified personnel, it may become obligatory for women or men to gain uh, expertise, expertise in these fields uh, to fulfill the needs of the Muslim community. In this situation, the guidelines of Islam are to be upheld. Women are encouraged to seek Islamic knowledge, pursue their academic endeavors within the framework of Islam, and strive to fulfill their intellectual curiosity. To prevent anyone from getting an education is contrary to the teachings of Islam. 
A man is responsible for maintaining and protecting his family and providing the basic needs such as food, clothing, and shelter for his wife, children, and if needed, other uh, female relatives in the household. Women are not primarily responsible for this, even if married. The Prophet Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, said that the most perfect in faith among believers is he who is best in manners to his wife. Male Chauvinism and the Muslim world Many people perceive Islam as a chauvinistic religion that belittles women. They cite the condition of women in some Muslim countries to prove this point. Their mistake is that they fail to separate the culture of a given people from the true teachings of the religion they may profess. It is appalling that today the, the oppression of women still exists in many cultures around the world. Women in many third world countries live horrible lives. They are dominated by men and denied many basic human rights. This does not apply to Muslim countries alone, nor does it apply to all Muslim countries. Islam condemns this oppression. It is a tragic injustice to blame these cultural practices on religious beliefs when the teachings of the religion do not call for such behavior. The teachings of Islam forbid the oppression of women and clearly emphasize that men and women are to be respected equally. Unfortunately, oppressive practices against women that uh, exist in certain parts of the world have mistakenly been associated with Islam by some people. One of these practices is the ancient pagan custom of female genital mutilation, sometimes mistakenly called female circumcision, uh, which originated and is, is still practiced in the Nile River Valley and surrounding areas. It is practiced by a number of ethnic groups of a wide variety of faiths throughout parts of uh, Africa, especially in uh, North, uh, in the north, uh, northeastern Africa. Many women in Africa are victims of this horrible, uh, dismembering, barbaric custom. Female genital uh, mutilation is an abomination and is absolutely forbidden in Islam. It is unfortunate that even though Islam forbids it, certain ethnic groups have perpetuated this practice even after their acceptance of Islam, leading some uh, to assume that it is a part of Islam. Today, as these people gradually gain a better understanding of Islam, they are abandoning this cruel pagan practice. In Kenya, for example, one of the groups of people who do not practice female genital mutilation is the Muslims. Male circumcision, however, is clearly an Islamic practice and in fact was taught by God's prophets and messengers, including the prophet Abraham, peace be upon him. There should be no confusion between the prohibited act of female genital mutilation and the encouraged act of male circumcision. Another horrible practice is that of honor killing when a man, when a man kills a female relative in his family because he, feel, he, feels, he feels disgraced and humiliated by her behavior. This conduct, although extremely rare, is practiced by certain groups of people in the Indian subcontinent uh, the Middle East and other places. This is outright murder in Islam. It is not permissible for a person to kill anyone out of some notion of honor. It is by no means exclusive to Muslims in Islamic countries and it violates Islamic law. Racism, sexism and all forms of bigotry or prejudice are also prohibited in Islam. Unfortunately, Forced marriage is a practice in many traditional societies. It is another practice that is forbidden in Islam. Some fathers had forced their daughters into marriage at the time of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, 
When the woman complained to the Prophet of this, he nullified their marriages or gave them the option of ending the marriage even if it had already been consummated, establishing the clear precedent for Islamic law concerning freedom of choice about marriage and putting an end to this oppressive practice. Sadly, this still goes on in many parts of the world today, including a number of Islamic countries. Although this practice is illegal in almost all countries, many women in traditional societies either do not know their rights or are too afraid to demand them. All of these practices, or rather ill practices, are against Islam or Islamic law, and it is the responsibility of all Muslims to eradicate them in their societies. Yes, Islam is tolerant of cultural diversity and does not believe in eradicate, eradicating the ways of life of different people, nor does it force people to give up their cultural identity when they embrace Islam. However, when the cultural practices of a people, when the cultural practices of a people contravene the laws of Islam or deprive people of their God-given inalienable rights and freedom of choice, it becomes a religious obligation to abandon these ill practices. Science and Technology One of the hallmarks of Islam is its complete harmony with science. A Muslim considers conflict between scientific facts and religion to be impossible. Religion comes from God, from Allah the first and the last, and so does the universe that he alone created. It's impossible for one to contradict the other. A Muslim assumes that a natural explanation can be found for everything in God's creation, from the formation of the stars and galaxies to the origin and diversity of different species. A Muslim should never rely on miracles to explain natural phenomena. A Muslim believes that miracles are instances where God contravenes his own natural laws for a specific reason, such as to assist one of his prophets or to answer a prayer. Miraculous explanation should never be resorted to in order to explain something in the natural world or to cover up human ignorance on a scientific matter. There has never been a scientific fact or a valid scientific theory that contradicted the teachings of Islam. Whatever science uncovers, it only increases our knowledge of God's magnificent creation. This is why Islam actively encourages scientific endeavors and why the Quran commands us to study God's signs in nature. In fact, the Quran has many amazing scientific references that, with the help of today's modern technological advancements, are just recently becoming fully understood. Islam also allows us to fully enjoy the fruits of a human uh, ingenuity. Islam also allows us to fully enjoy the fruits of a human ingenuity. We are encouraged to strive to better the world. Islam welcomes technological advances. Technology can be employed for good or evil. Technology itself is neutral. It is our responsibility to use the knowledge of or the knowledge that God has blessed us with for the betterment of all humanity. In the early days of Islam, when people adhered to its uh, beliefs and principles, there was a flowering of science, culture, trade, and technology. Scholars in the Islamic world researched and advanced the fields of mathematics, chemistry, physics, medicine, astronomy, architecture, art, literature, geography, history, and more. Muslim scientists invented the magnetic compass, the astrolope, and the clock pendulum, to name a few. Many critical systems such as algebra, the Arabic numerals, which are the same numbers that we currently use, and the very concept of zero vital to the advancement of mathematics were introduced to 
medieval Europe through Muslim scholars. The teachings of Islam brought about this scientific awareness, which eventually ignited and propelled the European Renaissance. It was only after people began deviating from the simple original Islamic principles and beliefs that the advancements and scientific achievements of the Muslim world began to cease and fall into obscurity. Summary Islam is Islam is a religion of justice, peace, mercy, forgiveness, a faith which is often misunderstood and misrepresented. Islam means to surrender one's will to Allah. Islam is a way of life for anyone who chooses to accept that there is one God only, Allah, and none is worthy of worship but Him. This world is temporary and no more than a trial for humanity, after which we will all die and return to Allah, the Taker. The life of the hereafter is forever. Allah, the light for the guidance of the children of Adam, peace uh, be upon him, sent us prophets, Abraham, peace be upon him, Moses, peace be upon him, Jesus, peace be upon him, Muhammad, peace be upon him, all prophets of Islam. Allah chose Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, as his final prophet and messenger, and honored him with the privilege of revealing the Quran through him. Revealing the Quran through him. The Quran is the direct, unalterable word of God, or unalterable word of Allah, not the word of Muhammad, peace be upon him, who was an unlettered man. Allah has preserved the Quran with its teachings for all humanity. The five fundamental acts of worship for Muslims are as follows. One, to testify that there is no deity except Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger. Two, to pray five times a day. Three, to pay the yearly alms. Four, to fast during Ramadan. Five, to make the pilgrimage to Mecca. Allah states that there is no compulsion in religion. Human rights and freedom of choice are sacred. In Islam, women play a very important role. Women are equal to and required to be honored by men. Allah mentions in the Quran that he has perfected Islam as a religion for all humanity, thus completing his favor upon them or upon us. Allah has prepared for us the light of Islam as a guide for humanity's return to him. Author's Note we are told by scientists that space contains over 120 billion galaxies. We know that every one of us was created by Allah, the most magnificent, from a single cell. When I think about this, I can't help but be humbled and realize my extreme insignificance in the light of Allah's amazing splendor. Satan swore to deceive humanity, to bring us misunderstanding, animosity, hatred, and war. To do my part in opposing Satan, my motives are to please my Allah, my Lord, my Rabb, by promoting peace through understanding. Life is short and precious. It is tragic to waste it by piling up temporal material gain while ignoring the true purpose of creation, to worship Allah alone. Many people spend their precious lives accumulating temporal material wealth. Through Islam, Allah invites us to turn to that which is everlasting, eternal. 
On the Day of Judgment, we will be accountable for what we knew and how we had applied it. We will be asked about our worship. Now is the time for us to prepare for the answer. This book is based on the lectures I have been giving on Islam for the past two decades. It would not have been possible without God's mercy and the help and assistance of my brothers and sisters. I thank you, my readers, for your time and interest in understanding Islam, the faith of one-fifth of the world's population. We also welcome your questions as well as your comments and feedback for consideration in this ongoing work. I invite you to share any or all of this material. I ask only that you do not quote this information out of context. Please, please forgive me if in this work I have offended anyone because of my passion for Islam. I express my faith strongly. I greatly value individual choice and respect differences. Understanding and justice are the way to peace, and because Islam is often perceived in the West as a religion of narrow-minded zealots out to convert, out to convert the world by force, I feel it is vital that I convey my faith in a clear and unambiguous language to counter misconceptions. May Allah, may God bless us all with guidance. Any good that comes from this work is by Allah's benevolence, and if I have said anything unhelpful, it is my shortcoming and weakness. Allah, the exalted, and the loving is perfect. O oh, the all-hearing, protect us from all evil and guide us to the truth. Peace be upon those who follow the righteous guidance. Pete Sida, Pete Sida, the author. Alhamdulillah. Thank <laughs> you.